You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Well, hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. Today, we're going to geek out on a little bit of some earnings reports. That is the Q4 earnings reports that Pinterest released to their stock investors last month, kind of mid a couple weeks ago. It is a lot of documents. So it took me a little while to scan it and move through it, but I think it'll be interesting for us to process some of the findings together. But before we dive into that, I want to let you know our Pinterest marketing membership, the Simple Pin Collective, will be open for enrollment on March 7th. This is the best place for learning all about Pinterest. We have a full course library. Coaching. I join you every other week live to answer all your Pinterest questions and community. This is a place where you get to troubleshoot and work alongside other business owners using Pinterest to grow. We created the Simple Pin Collective in 2019 to really help business owners learn how to do Pinterest marketing without feeling overwhelmed by a course. I did have a course before. It was super hard to teach it. And so we needed a new model. We heard from many people that they wanted a place to ask questions and get opinions about images, strategy, and tactics. The membership is open on March 7th, and it's the best place for Pinterest marketing education on the market and to help you get the answers you need to grow. And don't don't wait to join. We only open our doors two times per year, and they will close on March 15th. So go to simplepinmedia.com slash collective to learn more. Okay. So let's dive in to the really fun topic of the Q4 2021 earnings report. So stock reports obviously are not that fun to read, but you do get a little bit of a sneak peek into where the company is headed and what their goals are, and specifically written to a group of people who don't understand what Pinterest is. A lot of them are really just financial investors, and they're looking at weighing the pros and cons of buying the stock. Now, Pinterest stock did not do well over the course of 2021. As a person who is a stockholder and my husband does all of our stocks, we talk back and forth about it. Pinterest is sad, right? So it's a hold for a long term. And I am hopeful that 2022 will bring it back up to where it was before. If you want to geek out and read all of these investor reports, you are welcome to do so. And we will put them in the show notes at simplepinmedia.com slash 273. So let's start in with setting the reminder as Pinterest did in the investor report about what their mission is. And their mission is to bring everyone the inspiration to create the life they love. So here's their opening words in these investor reports. They say, Pinterest is where 400 million people around the world go to get inspiration to live their best lives. They come to discover and bring to life ideas for their daily activities like cooking dinner or deciding what to wear. For major commitments like remodeling a house or training for a marathon, for ongoing passions like gardening or fashion, and for milestone events like planning a wedding or a dream vacation. Our users, who we call pinners, often don't have the words to describe what they want, 
but they know it when they see it. Images and video can communicate concepts that are impossible to describe with words. I love that. So really Pinterest setting the stage to say, this is what our people come to the platform looking for. In fact, they use the phrase in the next paragraph, visualizing the future helps bring it to life. In this way, Pinterest is unique. Most consumer internet companies are either tools like a search or e-commerce or media, newsfeed, video, social networks. Pinterest is not a pure media channel. It is media, media rich. It is a media rich utility. Very interesting word. So there you go. Pinterest is a media rich utility. They also say Pinterest is unique because we've designed it to be an inspiring platform that we foster through our policies and product development. For example, Pinterest has banned political and weight loss ads, developed inclusive beauty search functionality, and launched compassionate search for pinners seeking, seeking mental health support. This work is foundational to our mission because we believe people are less likely to imagine their future and bring it to life when they feel self-conscious, excluded, or unhappy. It also creates value for businesses and brands on the platform, including our advertising partners. Hint, hint. We have the opportunity to showcase their products and services in an inspiring environment that we believe is conducive to building an emotional connection with consumers. And last, they wrap it up with this. Pinners can choose between two different home feed experiences, browse or watch. The Browse tab is Pinterest's traditional inspiration feed, consisting of a two-column grid featuring a variety of standard, video, product, and idea pins. While the Watch tab is an immersive feed of full-screen, auto-playing idea pins. Very fascinating. Okay, so we've set the stage for investors. Here's what Pinterest is. And what I'm thinking in the back of my mind is, here's how we're different than TikTok. Here's how we're different than Instagram. Just need you all to know. Okay, so the letter to the shareholders, this one was like a really pretty slideshow. It started with Pinterest predictions, and then it jumped into a few other hopefully winning predictions. Um, the joke around Simple Pin that keeps getting brought up is one of their predictions is dopamine dressing. That definitely made the list in the investor report. We Here's why we here's why it's funny. I get it. Like, I get what dopamine dressing is. But in the report, they have a person wearing a necklace sweater, not a necklace like you put around your neck, but like literally had no place for your head to pop out. It was like this person walking around with a necklace sweater. So it's kind of comical. And we now just joke and associate it with dopamine dressing. The second highlighted prediction is what they call leveled up or battered up cakes. So they broke their audience then into three categories. We have advertisers, we have creators, we have pinners. So this was also an interesting call out as it ties to the Pinterest predicts and pinners is they said pinners now will have access to what's called Pinterest predicts your 2022. It generates a personalized idea pin for pinners recapping the ideas they loved in 2021 and it introduces them to the related trends in the 2022 report. I don't have a personal account, so I actually haven't seen this. I thought this was pretty interesting. You know how on Facebook or Inst well, Instagram doesn't do it, but Facebook used to do it like, hey, this is what was most important to you last year, dot, dot, dot. 
Pinterest is taking that and going, hey, this is the ideas that you pinned a lot of in 2021. And here's what we think you're going to love in 2022. Thought that was interesting. They also said that creators will be pushed to create Pinterest TV following the lead of their 35 hand-selected curators. Oh, we're going to have an episode about Pinterest TV. We're going to go into it with one of those hand-selected creators. We are kind of excited about it. I just don't know yet. Jury's still out for me on Pinterest TV. I don't know. All right. So then they jump to highlight a creator for the investors. Um, she has a blog, Sweet Like Oyen. I think it's Oyen Idogi. I am the worst name and word pronunciator out there. So I apologize if that is not the way to pronounce it. So in 2021, she successfully monetized her Pinterest presence and she partnered by partnering with a variety of retail and travel brands on Pinterest specific campaigns. Get this. She closed out her year by making 106,000 from Pinterest partnerships alone. She was part of the first cohort of the Creator Fund, a new program to elevate creators from underrepresented communities through financial and educational support. But here's what this signals. And we've already seen it a little bit with the earn tab under the creator profile on your account is that Pinterest wants you to create and they are willing to monetize you for that effort. So if you are looking a way to diversify some of your money, this might be for you. I do not have it as a business to business account. I don't think I will ever get it because I don't think Pinterest is looking to pay me to create content about Pinterest. Okay, the financial highlights. In Q4, revenue grew by 20% year over year and they exceeded 2 billion in revenue for the full year of 2021. Now, users are very interesting. They did decline in users. They decreased 6% year over year to 431 million. And they say their decline was primarily impacted by engagement headwinds as the pandemic continued to unwind and lower traffic from search. I 100% agree about with that. Pinterest has a little bit of a, a leveling off period, ha- period happening. In 2020, they exploded with the pandemic. Everybody was home. Everybody was making sourdough bread. And everybody was trying to figure out how to teach their kids at home. And then as the restrictions eased, people started going out and about. So less people used it. So Pinterest said in their 2021 review, they remain committed to the mission to bring everyone the inspiration to create a life they love. They recap 21 by saying, let me rephrase that. They recap 2021 by saying they built a foundation for a new creator-led video-first native content ecosystem. They believe this will enhance the value proposition of taking people from inspiration to action. To enrich this native content ecosystem, they built the infrastructure and tools for creating, publishing, and delivering short-form video by creators. Some of their most visible product launches included an entirely new surface for short vertical short-form video, the Watch tab. Video responses to creators through takes, and now the new live format, Pinterest TV. 
They say they are committed to evolving how we inspire pinners over the coming year, which we believe will lead to deeper and more frequent engagement. Their investments in shopping have also helped pinners, and they expanded shopping to 13 international markets and made it easier for pinners to shop from different surfaces in their app and find inspiration. They do say 2021 brought some challenges again. They cite pandemic restrictions easing, people beginning to do more things outside their homes and spending less time at home, which again, Pinterest believes led to lower engagement in some of their more common use cases. Okay, fair, good, level the playing field. All righty, so goals for 2022. There are one, two, three, four, five. One, they want to inspire con- be inspiring content led by creators. So what that means is they're building a lifestyle publishing platform that is directly in pursuit of their mission to bring people inspiration, plan for their lives and take action rather than just entertain. I feel like that's a slight dig at TikTok, but I'm not sure about that. So this year, we expect to scale the distribution of idea pins through our creator effort. In the long term, we believe these investments in native content and creators could provide more reasons for pinners to come to Pinterest. Essentially, we want to get creators to create great content and we want to pull new pinners in because of that content. The second goal, they want to become the home of taste-driven shopping. So they say people already come to Pinterest to visually explore their tastes and interests before they make a purchase. This year, they plan to continue to make investments in developing a more personalized, full-funnel shopping experience as well as helping merchants find buyers who are in market and ready to purchase. They have plans to invest in and continue to expand seamless checkout experiences. Listen up, my e-commerce friends. You have got to get your shop set up on Pinterest. I know that in 2021, there were some bumps in the road with a verified merchant program, but getting your catalog in there, getting it integrated and beginning to see how it works is going to help you find the people who are going to purchase your products, especially as Pinterest releases new features. If you need help with this, go to simplepinmedia.com and search services e-commerce kickstart. We can help you get set up and ready to go in less than six weeks. Boom. All right. Number three, personalization of the pinner experience. Well, this is going to be interesting. I think this is where the reckoning of Pinterest goals and pinner habits are going to collide. So they say, we are excited about a future with creators and native content, and we plan to continue investing in the core pinner experience in order to surface the most relevant and inspirational content to pinners at the right time. So there's a little bit of this, like, we really want to make sure pinners still have a good experience, but we need creators to help create content on the platform. That is code for we need pinners to create video and we need pinners to create idea pins. Those are the the two things I take away from that. All right. The fourth goal, providing value to advertisers. In 2022, they are focused on improving the efficiency of their ads marketplace. If you want to learn about ads, we have the Simple Pin Ad Society, simplepinmedia.com slash society. That's how you're going to learn about Pinterest ads. They would like to optimize this for a better advertiser value and then help them 
plan to make future investments across their ad technology stack that directly link to providing more value to midsize and managed small advertisers. So they need more Pinterest ads people. Last, creating a positive platform. They say they're working hard to make Pinterest a positive platform on the internet, and they plan to continue to invest in content safety and aim to build publishing tools that focus on inspiration rather than social comparison. Very interesting. Okay, here's just a few takeaways. These aren't necessarily connected to last year or this year, but do want to call some of these out. I did mention the loss of users. There were 86 million in the U.S., That is a decrease of 12% year over year compared to 98 million in the same period of the previous year. International users were 346 million, which is a decrease of 4% year over year compared to 361 million in the same period. So that again is back to that piece of pandemic uh, restrictions easing and people just really not using the platform. I don't think that is people saying Pinterest isn't relevant to me anymore. I just think their lives got busy again. Um, They said in Q4, they released 50 new features with their biggest product launch ever. That is no joke. Um, They did idea pin publishing tools, new surfaces for creator discovery, commenting and engagement features, and trust and safety improvement. They also launched the beta for the creator rewards program. They had the Creator Festival. They launched the Watch Tab, which they say is one of their fastest growing new products and is a unique space for pinners to engage with video on the platform. And they say, while we're still early, we've seen some creators successfully build an audience and monetize idea pins through paid partnerships and their Creator Rewards program. And they say, finally, Pinterest TV has become a unique space that blends the world of the creator recommendations and online shopping. They say it's still early, but so far every creator who has hosted a Pinterest TV episode has grown their following on the platform with some creators more than doubling their followers after a live episode. I want to say a little something about that because earlier I said Pinterest has worked with 35 hand-selected creators. And what I've seen in the past is that when Pinterest does get hand-selected creators, their following always doubles. Now, that doesn't mean it can't happen for a person not hand-selected, but I just want to be fully transparent about that, that, you know, a lot of times there's like some insider working going on because clearly they want this hand-selected creator to feel like there's a kickback, right? And that's great. I don't, I understand why they do that. I'm not diminishing that, but I also read that and go, well, of course they doubled their followers after they did a Pinterest TV episode. It was being pushed to everybody because this person is actually curating content for you with a feature you want people to see. Duh. So I just need to know that I didn't skip past that episode and think it was, oh my gosh, the Pinterest TV episode people, their followers are growing like crazy. No, I know why they grow. Okay, so they say in 2022, we plan to increase investment in our pinner experience and continue to build out our creator-led content ecosystem. That has been repeated over and over and over again. They want this creator-led content, creator-publisher platform. There's a lot of language there, which is kind of similar to what we hear on YouTube, right? I heard 
YouTube creator programs for a long time, people creating content over there. So this isn't something new. It's been seen on other platforms, but we're just hearing it more and more and more. Shopping, they say catalog uploads were up over 100% year over year in Q4. And in international markets, they were up 400%, which speaks to the early success we've seen in expanding shopping to international markets. All right, their key strategic priorities for 2022 are anchored in, you guessed it, creator-led and inspirational content, shopping, pinner experience, and advertiser success. They say they plan to scale their native native content ecosystem, and we expect to research and development. We expect research and development efforts to continue to focus on shopping, pinner product, ad product, and measurement investments. What I also think is interesting about measurement investments is as tracking has gotten so tough, not just ads, but also organic. I think it'll be interesting to see what efforts Pinterest puts behind that and, excuse me, how quickly that will continue to grow. All right. In the show notes for you, I linked the super long 10K report. It's 162 pages. It is not light reading and perfectly suited for your nighttime sleep aid. It is a lot. I did skim it. And really... You know, there wasn't a whole lot that I haven't already said. Just knowing, um, you know, that they seasonality was a thing that they highlighted in this one that they didn't highlight in another one. They said, historically, we've had lower engagement in the second calendar quarter and industry advertising spend tends to be the strongest in the fourth quarter. This tells us what we've seen in our data that, yeah, traffic drops off in Q2. And then the strongest spend is in Q4. Hence, we have a lot of holidays during that time. And they didn't experience typical seasonal trends in 2020 or 2021 due to the pandemic. And they don't know if they're going to return to that typical season trend in the future, but they might. Pinterest also noted the purchase of Vochi in December of 2021 for $45 And that is a video editing app. I have not looked at it yet, but it looked pretty cool. And knowing that Pinterest purchased it is also very fascinating, too. You can see the links in the show notes. Here are my three takeaways. They want to compete with the short form video of the world. They want more creators to create on the platform, and they want more advertisers to see the advantage in using Pinterest. And the fourth, I know I said three, but I'll say four. Shopping. That is going to be big. Will all of this happen? And I don't know. I really don't know. If you listen to, uh, we'll link in the show notes, my 2022 Pinterest marketing predictions, I feel like the jury is still out as to how the pinner is going to respond. They definitely need new users. But what I will tell you is I'm hearing from a lot of people, especially my kids are my girls. I have three kids. My girls are 16 and 15. They use Pinterest all the time. And I like that they use Pinterest because there's not the comparison stuff of Instagram. There's not all these other things and they really love it. So it'll be interesting to see how many new users coming online will start to use Pinterest as opposed to, say, TikTok or Instagram. So let us know what you think of this report. I know it was a lot. I would love to hear your feedback on it. Send us a DM on Instagram. We are at Simple Pin Media 
We always monitor our DMs, Tabby, my social media manager, and myself. We would love to hear your thoughts and feedback. In the meantime, keep using Pinterest to grow your business.